Hey, this is Clark with Servant.co here with Scott Newton. Scott, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you, Clark? Great. Uh, thanks so much for taking uh, the call. I know we've had some uh, issues getting in touch, but we've finally got in touch, and, and that's what I'm excited about. Um, tell me, Scott, you, you're in Spain? Yes, we're actually uh, just north of Barcelona, Spain. Okay, so kind of back me up and, and, and give me an idea of what led you uh, there. Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Portugal. My dad's a missionary there. Uh, he's been a church planter there for, I guess, about 26 years now. And uh, the Lord led him there after uh, being in the military station there for about four years. And uh, went back there permanently when I was about four or five years old. So my background is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my, uh, my background is missions all the way through. Um, I praise the Lord for that. That was uh, it was a neat opportunity to grow up and uh, you know just see the gospel in action all around me and get to be a part of uh, church planting and seeing people come to Christ who'd never heard the gospel before. Um, so that was already kind of a part of my my background and what was normal for me. Um, I actually didn't come to faith in Christ until I was about twenty years old, and when I did. Uh, I just immediately had a desire to uh, to spread the gospel in places where where Christ really wasn't being preached, uh, and always had uh, this area of the world on my heart, on my mind. Uh, Portugal, <clears throat> excuse me, Portugal and Spain are, are very very similar. They're very uh, very close culturally, closely linguistically. They're uh, they're kissing cousins, except they don't really kiss. <laughs> is basically how I put it. Um, there's an expression in Portugal that says, nem bons ventos, nem bons casamentos, which means neither good uh, winds nor good marriages come from Spain. Uh, but you would never know that, that there was kind of that antipathy going on there unless you actually talk to them, because if you cross the border, it looks like the same people. They sound pretty much the same. and uh, <clears throat> So that's kind of the, the area that the Lord really had, had put on my heart for a long time. And just growing up there uh, in this area, I knew of the just the, the desperate need of gospel preaching and good, solid churches that would teach the Bible. Um, so when I was about 20, 21 years old, I surrendered to that and uh, spent uh, several years studying in, in seminary and then also working at a local church in Atlanta area uh, just to prepare to come here. Mm -hmm. And and it seems like... Uh you hit the ground running. I mean, it seems like, um, you had some experience. Do you think it was helpful growing up in a mission family or were you really just, uh, just on fire for God here? Uh, well, it's definitely been a, been a bonus. I, I would say, um, coming from that kind of background, um, I've really, really gotten to see, uh, a lot of good things and a lot of bad things from missions as far as, um, uh, things that are good to do, things that are not good to do, uh, and that's a that's a privilege. And I'm hoping that'll kind of cut short some of the the learning curve that we have. Obviously, you can't skip past that completely, you know, just by observing. You have to dig in and do it yourself and let the Lord use you. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do here, uh, trying to build off of uh, past experience as much as we can, trying to learn from other people as much as we can. We've tried to hit the ground as uh, as you know, running as quick as we can. Um, obviously, I speak Portuguese, and so we've really been in the process of 
trying to transition over into Spanish, which is close, but it's still definitely a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but with a big leg up with the similarity in languages, we've been able to uh, already start encouraging believers, working with discipleship and Bible teaching and those kind of things. And our goal, Lord willing, is to be able to launch an actual church later on this year. Wow. And and tell me about that. I mean, is there is there a lot of churches there? I mean, in general with Europe, you know, and I hate to feel like I'm generalizing, but it sure. just seems like a lot of Christianity uh, is not present anymore there from what I've heard from people that have traveled over there or missionaries I've talked to. But what's your impression about that? I mean, how badly do they need a good church over there? Wow, that's a great question. Um let me put it to you this way. Um, most people either have one misconception or the other when it comes to this area of the world. Uh, and, and even Spain and Portugal, Italy, this kind of southern European area is a little bit different than even other parts of Europe. Um, but people either have one misconception in that they think that Europe is, is very Christian uh, because obviously we read church history and we think of the Reformation, we think of mm-hmm. uh, great moves of God in the past, and we so, we associate that with Europe, um, which you know, like you're saying, there's there's not a whole lot of that that was actually there before, still in existence today. Uh, but then the other misconception that people have uh, is that first they think that it's it's very Christian, um, and then the other misconception that I'd say that that people have about it is that it's uh, it's very gospel-hardened, that people know the truth, people know the past, they know the history, they know the gospel, and they simply choose to reject it. Um, and obviously people, are, I'm not trying to say that people don't reject the gospel, of course they do. Right. The Bible's super clear that uh, you know even if you've not been presented with uh, you know what we call a clear presentation of the gospel, that what we know of God as sinners, we reject and we run from. Uh, but uh, you know, your question of how how much is here? Um, you know, just to attack that first misconception, Spain is actually less than one percent evangelical Christian of any kind, any stripe, any denomination whatsoever. Wow! So it's it's actually about zero point seven percent, according to the latest uh, late, uh, government statistics I've been able to find. And they lump everything into that. You're talking, um, you know, uh, I, I believe they put Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, just anything and everything that would call itself Christian that's not Catholic goes into that category. So less than 1% would be, uh, you know, if you take out everything else and you really look at what's evangelical gospel preaching, uh, you're really looking at less than one half of 1% of the of the population that would claim to know what that is. Wow, that's that's... That's pretty striking. It is. And it's um, it's amazing to me, just to kind of hit the other misconception real quick, uh, it's amazing to me that idea that, well, you know, obviously they, this, is, this is not a third world country. This is a place where, you know, people have the internet, people have radio, people have cable, satellite, television. Uh, you know, this is comparable to living in the United States. It's a very rich country compared to many parts of the rest of the world. Uh, but that doesn't equate to being gospel rich by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, we'll have a concept here of of Christianity, of even of what they know of as evangelicalism, which is becoming a little bit more and more visible on their radar. But their concept is 
religion as a whole is uh, fascism, to be honest. Okay. Uh, uh, Spain is coming out of, uh, just over the past few decades, is really coming out of a fascist dictatorship, if you know anything about the history here. Uh, Franco was the generalissimo here, the, the, the military dictator for 40 years. And he was a staunch fascist Catholic and really, really imposed Catholicism extremely hard um, on the population here who are already basically Catholic. Um, but down to things like, you know, if, if, if you had a child that was born, uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't name that child whatever you wanted to. You had to go in, uh, go in and, and open up a book at the registry, and there would be a list of Catholic names that you could pick from. And uh, if you wanted to name your child something else, well, that's tough luck. You know, you have to pick a Catholic name. Uh, and that's just one example that uh, they really had the sense that religion is something that is uh, almost for, you almost forced on them. Yes, exactly. And so for the past you know, 30 years or so, Spain has been trying to break as hard and fast with anything old and uh, what they perceive as... Um, you know, dictatorial that way as they can. So they're a very, uh, a very postmodern, very anti-religious uh, sort of country. And how, so how then do you go about, um, you know, being a, a young missionary over there? I mean, how do you go about tackling this in an effective way? Because just hearing it, and you've you've really mirrored what I've heard a lot from you. Know, my dad travels in Europe and uh, talked to missionaries over there, and you're mirroring a lot of the same statements. How do you then make progress without just feeling overwhelmed? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's uh, actually being here, boots on the ground. Uh, we've been here for almost nine months now, I guess, and it's. Uh, it's a it's a daunting feeling when you wake up and you remember just exactly what you're dealing with, um, and it hits you all the time. It hits you with with all of your da daily interactions. You know, I get the um, almost the same response just about from anybody I talk to. Yeah, you know? walk walk me through that. Walk me through that. So you, you go up to someone, you try to tell them the gospel, and then what happens? Sure. Okay. Um, well, basically. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of, uh, I, I guess you'd say, street evangelism or, or uh, you know, just kind of cold call uh, from nothing. Let's just start with the gospel. Just because that ties in with Spanish culture, it's just not something that's, that's done or accepted. Uh, people are not going to listen to you about something spiritual, typically, until they actually know you at least on a basic level. Um, but how, however, having said that, you know, we've been in the community for a while and so we make contacts any way that we can, whether it's by, you know, just taking our kids to school or talking to people at the store or any, you know, any of those normal day to day, um, interactions that God gives us having people over for coffee. That's a very big thing here is that if you want to talk to somebody, you say, Hey, can I buy you a coffee sometime? You go down to a cafe and, uh, you know, the first thing they want to know is, well, where are you from? And uh, then they want to know why you're here, because as an American, um, many, many of them want to go to America. And they don't understand why an American would be here, because the economy is so bad right now. It's 
uh, 27% unemployment in Spain. Mm. And one of the only really booming economies here right now is teaching English. You see uh, uh, little studios everywhere popping up, learn English, learn English, learn English. Because if you learn English, you can leave and you can get a job in, in England or the United States. Right, right. So they're a little bit weirded out at, at the beginning by, well, you know, what's this guy doing here? Uh, we want, uh, we can't find a job here. We're trying to get out. Mm-hmm. So I explained to them who I am. I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm an evangelical. My job is really to, you know, teach the Bible to people and, and help people in their lives by helping them to, to uh, develop a relationship with God. And uh, it's it's funny because as as I'm telling people this, I, I'm picturing it in my mind because I've seen it so many different times. There's this polite shutoff switch that you just see go off on their face. As you're explaining to them, they go, uh, oh, great. That's wonderful. And how long am I locked into this conversation? <laughs> right. Um, I talked to one uh, camarero. Um, uh, what's the word in English? Uh, waiter the other day here in Sabadell. And I asked him, you know, this was after maybe 20 minutes of just general conversation. I asked him, I said, so, hey, I'm a evangelical pastor here. And I said, what do you think of that? So what, what what do people your age think about that? What you know? What's the perception? And he says, "Well, I, I guess I'll be honest with you because you want an honest answer." Uh, he said, "Well, to us, we uh, the way we think is there's Catholicism, which is Christianity, uh, and we don't like that. It's ours. It's our our religion, and we don't like it. <laughs> we don't want it anymore." And he said, "And then we have the cults." And we don't understand them, and they scare us. And he said, in, in our mind, those are the two categories. There's the old church that we know the the failings, we know the problems, uh, we've seen it, we, we're not interested anymore. And then there's cults, and that's just scary. So right. that's uh, that's kind of the typical reaction. But it just takes time. It just takes time. Um, for instance, my my wife's language tutor. Uh, she's been tutoring my wife for, I guess, three or four months now in Spanish. And she's in our house literally every morning for four or five hours. And at first, you know, it was walking on eggshells with, with us and with her as well. But, um, you know, after just a little while of seeing, you know, that we're normal people, we don't bite, we're not, we're not too bizarre, we care about her, we care about her family, uh, you know, when things go wrong and one of their kids is in the hospital, we're there, you know, things like that. Uh, we have them over for dinner and, you know, just just uh, showing them that we actually care about them as people, whether or not they come and attend church, whether or not they ask me questions about the Bible. Um, it's led to those things. Right. Now they're talking very seriously about wanting to study the Bible with us and it opened up in all kinds of just amazing ways to talk about the gospel about Jesus Christ. So uh, it's just kind of a slow process. Yeah, and I think you touched on it. I think that uh, especially for us younger folks, we're used to you know getting things pretty fast nowadays, uh, instant gratification. And, and this, like you said, is a, a very slow process in a way what I've heard described as kind of showing the love of Christ to another and letting them kind of warm up to it over time. Exactly. Now, would they be able to discern the difference between a Catholic and a Baptist? They would know that, that there's a difference. Um, 
if you use the word Baptist, the vast majority of them would not know at all what that was. If you explain to them that that's an evangelical, they would have usually have at least some concept. They'd have heard of that from somewhere, seen it on a sign. Um, to them also, like they, they tend to generalize because they just don't know um, about the distinctions. To them, uh, what's I guess more common and known uh, within what we would call mainstream evangelical Christianity would be very, very, very emotional, charismatic type churches. Oh. Uh, they, they relate a lot of, because, and, and really a lot of that comes from, uh, there are a lot of gypsy churches that are evangelical and the gypsy culture here in Spain is a completely separate, completely distinct thing from mainstream Spanish culture. Okay. And it's very, very emotional, the, their culture. It's very, very loud. It tends to be very um, – uh, it's almost like a soap opera, if, if you know any of them. It's just mm – -hmm. it's that way. They're exuberant. They're loud. They're emotional. And their churches tend to reflect that. So to a Spaniard, that's almost a very offensive thing because if you know anyone in, in, uh, who comes from Spain – uh, they tend to be very demure. <laughs> they tend to be mm -hmm. very uh, proper, especially in this area of Spain that we're in. A little bit less so, I guess, in Andalusia down in the southern part. But here, they're very staid. They're very demure. They, you know, they don't really raise their voice very much. They don't like arguments. Um, uh, just very northern European, I guess, in their thinking. So that tends to be what they think of when we say, "I'm an evangelical." Right. Let me let me get to this point before I forget. Um, you know, I'm on your for a friend page. I was reading about your strategy, and you mentioned mass media, um, which I'm, I'm in North Carolina, and so when we turn on the the satellite TV, I mean, probably ten out of the 30, 30 channels we get on Dish Network are people preaching, and I don't really sure. watch it because, again, <laughs> I may not totally agree with what they're asking people to do, but. Um, it's there now in Spain. Do you, do you not see um, that in the media at all? Is there mention of God of Jesus Christ, or is it all just relegated to Catholic stuff? You know, the majority of it would be Catholicism, but occasionally you do find something mass media wise. Um, we have cable television here with a hundred plus channels. I have seen what have I seen? Um, once or twice, there's a channel that will. Oh, that's what it is. It's uh, there's a there's an actual Catholic channel, oh, okay. and it seems odd, but they have a evangelical hour, where they will uh, give that time slot to evangelicals and say, if you want to use this time slot on our uh, on our programming, then you can you know use it for whatever you want it for. So I have seen some things that way. What I, I have never seen anything. So far, and you know, things may exist that, that I don't know about, uh, but I've not seen anything so far that that would really resemble what <laughs> what we're here to do, which is just basically opening the Bible and saying what it says. Right. Uh, you just don't see that. Um, you see different things, uh, a little bit of different programming. That's very, very rare. I would doubt that most people would have really seen that or 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 have any contact with that there is a radio station in barcelona and i know that there are a few of them scattered throughout the country that are uh run by evangelicals 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're the one here in Barcelona. Occasionally, it'll have some preaching on it. Um, it has uh, sometimes it'll have slots where people will just read the Bible. Uh, it has some Christian uh, Spanish music. Um, as far as what their listenership will be like and how many people have actually come across that, I, I would guess the saturation is pretty low, but I don't really have any numbers for it. So what, what would you like to do with the media to, to try to reach people? Anything and everything we can. I'm not, I'm not as media savvy as I'd like to be, um, but I understand it's, it, it's an enormous tool. Uh, one of the things that we're planning on doing very short term is um, we're working together with some other missionaries who have developed some uh, gospel DVDs. It's a, it's a short uh, gospel presentation presented in a uh, really a capturing way, professionally done, tells a short story. Uh, I think it's about six minutes long. And at the end, it has a, a, a short explanation from the Bible of what the gospel is that relates to the story that went before, as well as a personal invitation to come uh, with any questions that that person might have about the Bible, about Christ, about their life, uh, and come in and, and join us for a church service. Or if they had any questions um, uh, or would like a visit in their home or a free Bible or anything like that, you know, g- give them the, the information to do that with. And one of the things we're planning on doing is is adapting that for our ministry here. And over the next few months, we're planning on uh, trying to hit an area of about 50, 60,000 people and just saturate that entire area with those DVDs as quickly as we can. And the reason for that is because this is, like I said, it's a very very much a first world country. It's a very connected country. Um, people use media a lot here. Um, they, they have tablets and smartphones and computers and everything else that – uh, that we would have back home in the states, and they use them a lot. Uh, and and traditional flyers, pamphlets, uh, you know, those kind of things that you could distribute just to uh, try to get the gospel message out. Honestly, I've never met anyone in Spain over the past ten years who has had any kind of uh, success at all doing that. Right. I spoke to one person who had distributed over a hundred thousand flyers and did not have one single response Ooh. we're trying to find you know some kind of hook some kind of way we, we know that the gospel is offensive there's just no way around that um you know and we don't want to tone that down we don't want to tone down the message that hey you actually are a sinner and you are uh falling from the grace of god and you do deserve his judgment uh, we don't want to tone any of that out but at the same time if we can use uh, media appropriately to the uh, to a place to where they would um, be able to get to that message before they, they they turn off and listen to it. That would be our goal. Right. We're all working with um, a website uh, for the same reason, and we're going to be distributing um, those DVDs with this attached to it. The 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 link for the website it's called estudialabiblia.com or studythebible.com. Oh, good. And it has a yeah. People people love to get their news via blogs. They get their news via apps and those kind of things. Uh, so it's a it's a website that has videos like that. It has uh, gospel centered blogs on it in Spanish. Um, one of the things that we've had on there that's been fairly successful so far, without any kind of mass distribution campaign, uh, just by people finding it, is would you like a free Bible? Fill out your short form. 
and uh, and you know we'll we'll get you a free Bible. And we've had uh, probably fifteen people so far ask for it. And so I bring them a Bible, and I find out where they come from, and are they a believer, uh, uh, you know, things like that. Do you have a home church that you attend? Would you be interested in studying the Bible more? Um, so we want to use the the Internet as much as we can that way. We want to use um, – honestly, that website as a hub would be a great thing to use going down the pipe. Uh, we'd love to do even things like magnets and stickers with – uh, with QR codes, people can scan with a smartphone that takes them to there or shows them a short video uh, that grabs their attention with the gospel. Yeah. Um, I'm open to kind of suggestions or any kind of way I can uh, I can use media. Yeah, it sounds like almost you're doing um, you're you you're, you have a European Spanish um, outreach, but it's also almost an urban outreach because I my brother lives in New York City and I keep thinking of New York City. There are plenty of lost people in New York City. I can tell you that. Um, sure. And a lot of these concepts, I think, would go over really well there. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of an urban, dense population outreach plan, uh, as well as um, uh, dealing with the Spanish uh, people. Now, b- before we go here, I want to know, you're over there to plan a church. What's going on with that? What What are the needs there? And what's the, the timeline you're looking to fulfill that vision in? Okay. Well, the timeline that we're looking at right now, I'm, I'm trying to finish up language school as quick as I can. Uh, obviously, that's been my number one priority. If I can't preach well, if I can't communicate well in Spanish, uh, then you know it's it's just not going to go well. Right. Uh, so that's what we've been really focusing on. I should be done with language school by May or June of this year, Lord willing. Uh, and so my goal then is to take the summer uh, and really get things prepared. Uh, start trying to generate some uh, some interest, some excitement, at least knowledge that we're there, that we're coming in the area where we plan to, to launch a church. Uh, also, we plan to be distributing, like I said, those DVDs, anything else like that we can come up with in that specific area. Uh, and the goal is to, to find new contacts, um, Lord willing, start um, discipling and spending time in homes with Bible studies, uh, uh, having a, a weekly home Bible study in our house, those kind of things as a way to ramp up for an actual church launch. What I'm praying for is I would love to have a small group of people that are already interested, already coming, already excited about the potential of a church launch so uh, we can use the the momentum from that uh, when we launch a church timeline. We're really hoping to be able to do this by September or October at the latest of 2014. Um, as far as needs, um, all of that is expensive. So we're, um, we're trying to raise money for DVDs, for promotion, for all of those different things, uh, e- even down to a setup fund for, uh, for the church to buy chairs and projectors and all those kind of things so that when the time comes, we're, uh, you know, we're just ready to, to, to hit it as hard as we can hit it. Right. And did you have like a sending organization or, or how, or did you send up there yourself? No, we do. We do. We're out of Vision Baptist Missions, which is in Alpharetta, Georgia. It's a ministry mm-hmm. at Vision Baptist Church. And um, for people that want to support you, is there a blog or website they can go to? Sure. Uh, yes. My website is P as in Paul, S as in Sierra, W E dot net. P S W E dot net stands for Project Southwest Europe. Awesome. And I'll, I'll link that on our blog. 
Scott, it's been fantastic. I, I really see God working uh, in what you're doing over there, and you've you've you're tackling a tough problem. But I, I, I like your odds. I like your chances. Well, I appreciate it. It's a it's a blessing getting to talk to you. Okay, and we'll be praying for you. And uh, thanks again, Scott Newton. All right. God bless.